Yeah, 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 this your boy Rich Notch, and today we in the chop shop with the super talented actress Shauna Solomon. Hey! Make sure I said it right. <laughs> Ain't trying to get beat up. <laughs> uh, let people know right away, like, so she's for an actress. Is this actress or actor? Because I know they switched it up. They said they're going to combine it as one now. Yeah. So do we call you an actor or yeah. actress? It, I really, I don't care. All right, all right, I don't sure. care. I'm just making sure. I'm, I'm an actor, but if they say actress, I really, it doesn't, I do, it does not matter. I know matter. it was a big thing recently where they said uh, they don't want to separate the two. Yeah, so. yeah. I heard Whoopi Goldberg say a long time ago that she is an actor, and I was like, yeah, jump on that bandwagon. But it's, I, I, I act, so it doesn't matter. Actor, I'm okay. cool. All right, no doubt. So for those who don't know, let them know what you've been in, okay. what you in now, what you got for those who don't know. Okay. Uh, I have been in Law & Order. I had a recurring role on NBC's Shades of Blue with J-Lo and Ray Liotta. Yes, I love that show. I've been uh, TNT's Search Party, TNT's Public Morals. Um, what else? There's like a list of things. Oh, The Big Sick that was nominated for an Oscar with Kumail Nanjiani and Ray Romano. Okay. That was awesome. Crown Heights with uh, Keith Stansfield and Banga. What else have I done? A couple. Oh, Set It Up with Lucy Liu and how could I forget his name? We're gonna come back to that. Okay, oh boy, from the wood. Um, Jesus, I'm it's, I'm losing it. Uh, but Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs, there we go. And what else did I do? Most recently, I'll be on Power this season. I'll be on the 14th episode. I play Lorenz Tate's sister-in-law. I'm actually his real brother in real life, Lamar Tate. I play his wife. Okay, so it's gonna be a recurring role. No, just one one episode. Oh, one episode. Okay. One episode. It's a strong episode though. Right. Uh, Power this season. They're doing something really different. I don't want to reveal, but. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's a pretty powerful episode, and it's a pretty strong character. And I am also going to be on BET's First Wives Club with Malik Yoba and Jill Scott. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and I've been in a lot of other TV shows, commercials, and films, but those are most recently. Okay, I definitely saw you in Shades of Blue. Like you killed that role. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you killed that role. Um, let them know about the closet bitch. Yes. So The Closet Bitch is a one-woman show that I created almost eight years ago uh, from purging, from doing something that's called Morning Pages. A woman by the name of Julia Cameron wrote this book called The Artist's Way, and she suggested for artists to wake up every morning before they do anything to purge their thoughts. And so I purged for 365 days. And I realized I had a problem, and the and the the common denominator, the problem that I had was people pleasing. So I called the show the Closet Bitch because I was so afraid to be super honest with people and make them uncomfortable and put shit on the table and let them know how I really felt. Uh, instead, I put myself second, and I didn't want to offend anyone. I didn't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So I held my what society calls a strong woman or an outspoken woman bitch in the closet. And bitch is an acronym uh, for bold individual who thinks confidently of herself. So in this one woman show, I play 19 characters and I revisit all the people that I allowed to make me feel like I should come second to their needs. 
I confront them. So on the, the live show, you play all 19. I saw the live show. And I'm telling all y'all out there, yeah. you touring? You, do, you, do, you touring with Soon, that? yeah, soon. Okay. Soon. Like, please believe, go see the show. The show is amazing. Thank you. Amazing. I just ain't saying that because you say either. It's amazing. I ain't trying to gas you. It was an amazing show. Um, with the series on YouTube, do you play all 19 characters there too? Or is it just, no. just the six characters? Just the six characters. I play a few other characters. I play a, a total of 11 characters, but it's not all of the characters from the, the live show. And uh, in terms of the, um, the additional four characters, they're new characters in the web series. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't want to... I didn't want to do the same thing I did on stage and put it in film. I kind of wanted to take the idea, but just kind of go somewhere really different with it that would appeal to people who want to see something on film. You know what I mean? Just tweak it a little bit so that it wouldn't spoil the show. You know, wouldn't spoil the live show because I still want people to come see that. That's the whole reason why we did the web series. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And um, so what made you, like, what made you get into acting? What, like, what made you want to pursue? Honestly, when I was a little girl, I played uh, the ghetto version of Cinderella called Cindy. Like, it was in the show. Um, I played Cindy, and I was in front of 300 people. And, you know, the part where Cinderella leaves her shoe? Well, I forgot to leave the shoe. And I'm backstage looking at the prince, and he's like, oh my gosh, she left her slipper. And he keeps saying it, oh my gosh, she left her slipper. I'm like, why is he, why is he not continuing the show like we practiced? And I'm like, oh shit, I did not leave the slipper. Cause I'm looking down at my feet, I'm like, fuck, I didn't leave the slipper. Can I curse? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I didn't leave the slipper. Yeah. And so, right. <laughs> so I take the slipper off and I just get in my football stance and I throw it, duff it at his head and it hits him and the crowd goes wild. He's like, oh my gosh, she left her slipper. And he like, mm -hmm. he was able to like move forward with the play. And I realized it's not just about doing what was on the page. It's about living in the moment because if you forget, if the, if the ceiling falls, if anything happens, you wanna be able to react to it. You wanna be able to give that life itself and that's where the real shit happens. So how can I incorporate real life with what was on that page and create this imaginary world? And I just loved it. I loved the audience's response and I loved, I just loved creating. So that was it from that moment on. I was like, that's what I wanna do, 100%. That's kind of scary to be able to pull up all them characters at the drop of a dime. I don't know if you think it's scary, but I don't <laughs> think that's kind of scary. Like, Look. for a person able to, I mean, it's crazy skilled and talented, but just to be able to switch characters just like that yeah. and embody their whole personality and voice. Yeah. He I, says that all the time. He thinks I'm, 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 I'm crazy. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if my girl was able to do that, I'd be scared. Like, is she able to, I don't know. Who's who? Who's who? No. Yes, that was like when we when 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 I first started dating him, he was like, "Who are you? Do you know who you are? Because you're an actor." And I'm like, "100% I know who I am." But it's I like effortlessly me. I'm me. I I I know exactly who I am because I've spent my whole life as me. But I study people, I study characters, and it's a it's a switch. It's just like a switch, like anything else. Like 
We all wear masks in life, right? You go to work in a corporate setting. You, some people tend to put on a mask, right? Mm -hmm. You know you're yourself, but at the same time, there's this other side of you that comes out because maybe you want to fit in or, or please these people or you think you're supposed to be this kind of way. So it just, it clicks on, you know what I mean? And then when you go home to your lady or to whomever, then you come out, you know what I mean? It's, it's the real you, but there are other sides of you. But for me, since I study other people, I know when I drop in to become them. It takes time to uh, to learn how to do that, but I can feel it. I know exactly what that is, and um, it, it does come out from time to time. It comes out a little <laughs> bit, but um, <laughs> but I, I know I know exactly who I am, uh, and cool. I'm good with it. What's mm -hmm. your favorite role, like so far? That, what has been your favorite role that you played so far? In terms of like a character, the character in my show, or period. Period. Oh, without a doubt, Karen in Shades of Blue. Without a doubt. Because, well, that role and the role of my mother. Because I got to really understand my mother. And for such a long time, I judged my mother for being, I guess, mentally ill. You know, everybody used to call her crazy because they said she had bipolar. But uh, she wasn't crazy. She just had a lot going on. And she saw things differently. And dropping in her character, it... This might sound crazy, but it allowed me to walk in her shoes and understand who she was as a human being. And I said to myself, wow, I, I didn't know. You know, I didn't, I wish I would have known this, um, especially when I filmed the web series. I wish I would have known this was how she felt. Or at least I believe that's how she felt uh, before she left this earth because I would have been like, I got you, I see you, you know? But Karen on Shades of Blue, super layered. To go from like a mom who sells drugs because that's all she knows to deciding to not do it to protect her kid, but kind of like battling with that uh, and having to change her life so, so, so swiftly and then like snitch but not snitch. I thought that was crazy. You know what I mean? That borderline snitching situation, that's, that's, that was super mental and um, it took me to different places. So I love that. I love colors and layers for a character. Yeah. With the uh, with the series and the show Closet Bitch, like most people come up to you like what character do they seem to like? What's the most popular character? Oh, Fred, my dad. Fred. Yeah. I like Ogun too. Oh, they Ogun love Ogun. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Fred and Ogun. Yeah. And these are like real people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's my dad and that's his girlfriend. And I've lived with them for so many years and I I know them like the back of my hand. And if y'all if you ever see them, that's who they are. Yeah. What do they say when they see this? Like, what, when they see you do, um, portray them? So my dad, the first time he saw the show, uh, he cried. He was like, "Man, baby, you hit me on the motherfucking head, baby. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you hit nigga on the head." And then Olga actually fell asleep at my show. For real? Yeah. I was like, "Was it not good? Like, what?" She was high, so okay. I chalked it up to being high. Okay. Cause she was the only one ever, ever, hands down, who has ever fallen asleep at my show. Or I even allowed some shit to happen. If somebody picks up their phone during my show, I'm saying something. So I didn't, she's lucky I didn't catch her ass. But um, <laughs> yeah, she fell asleep, but I, I, she was high. Wow, what about uh, your homegirl? I forgot her name in the, 
all serious. She's funny. Oh, Tosh. Yeah, she's. What, yeah. what did she say when she see? She uh, said, she's so. She she's kind of like that, but I gave her more of like a, a sassy attitude. I, I added a little flavor to it. Uh, in the live show, she does she does some crazy shit. You know, um, I don't want to give it away, but like I said, I'm confronting people that I allowed to be first in my life and that I put myself second to. So she didn't realize that that's what I was doing during our whole friendship pretty much and seeing that for the first time on stage she said wow I didn't know I did that to you I'm so sorry now I I understand you more and um it created more of a sentimental moment between us and uh it was just really easy it's almost like being super honest with people without the uncomfortable weird super honest conversation face to face it's doing it in a very artistic way, which takes the, I guess, the awkwardness out of it. Right. So, yeah. For y'all don't, don't know what we're talking about, she plays a bunch of characters, and y'all gotta see it. Y'all gotta see it. It's dope. It's just Thank dope you. how you do it. Okay? Thank you. Is there any roles that you look back on and you'd be like, damn, I wish I would've did that a little different, or maybe I could've did that a little better? Any roles or? Uh, absolutely. Or sometimes it's just even a night Sometimes when I get off stage, I'm like, damn, I could have, I know I did not, I did not give this one specific part my all or like. You hard on yourself? Like you your worst critic? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so hard on myself. It's, and sometimes it's really hard to watch myself and I, you know, like how they do in basketball, I watch playbacks mm -hmm. and if I can't sit through it and be proud, I'm like, fuck out of here. We got to go back. We got to go rehearse. No. We rehearse like the rest of the week until the next show and I'm not stopping. How long did it take for you to rehearse to get that, that whole, that whole that all together? Because I remember you mentioned before um, uh, one of the people that you looked up to was, I don't want to chop his, butcher his name, mm -hmm. John Ling. Um, Leguizamo. Leguizamo, yeah. Absolutely. He's dope. Like, he's super uh. dope. Like, I saw him do do that like on TV, but to see it live is different. Mm-hmm. So you said that he inspired you, right? Totally. I saw him when I was 16 years old. I saw him on Broadway. Uh, he performed a show called Freak. Yeah, right. And I immediately said, that is what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. I just didn't know what to write, how to put the characters together. But um, it takes, you asked the question about how long does it take to yeah, rehearse. how long does it take to like? It could take like generally about a month if you want to like, yeah, like I'm going to go kill it. But if you want to like, you want to like, sh like murder that shit, about three months. Three months. Three months nonstop, like five to seven days a week, constantly, at least, at least three to four hours a day. At least. Some days, eight hours. We're just going. Will and I, my director, he's, whenever he snaps his finger, it's instant change into a different character, change into a different character. Don't even think about it. You can't have a second to breathe. You have to just leap into the next character character, or just flow into it. It's either or. It's either a leap or an easy flow. And he'll tell you which one it is. So, you ever freeze on stage? Like, because the fact that you just telling a story, ain't no cut, ain't no pause, the audience looking at you and you jumping into characters, you ever get lost? Like, like what was next or you... 
Yes, but no one will ever know because I'll know before you know and then I'll fill it with some bullshit. Absolutely. I can't let anybody know that. <laughs> I'll just start talking. I might make a joke or, yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. You're paying your money to be there. I'm going to make sure you don't feel. I don't ever want anybody to feel awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ooh, she dropped the ball. I want. The only way I want you to feel awkward is if you make me awkward by picking up your phone, being disrespectful, you open up a bag of chips. I'm going to say something <laughs> other than that. You know? Actually, I went there when I, when I first went to see the show. I didn't think. I just went there. June told me, like, all right, let's go see something different, something new. I never been to a Broadway. I don't really got no culture like that. I never been to a Broadway, <laughs> I never been to a Broadway play or nothing like that. So uh -huh. I'm like, hey, this is something new for me. Okay. And it was, it, it passed my expectations. I'm like, yo, I'm really, now I want to go to Broadway plays. I'm like, I, I want to go see other stuff now on Broadway. Have you been to one no, since? No, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get to one. I, get I, to I, one. I, I've been real big. I wanted to see Color Purple when it was on, I think, Broadway. But I did. That's one of my favorite movies. What's the name? John Leguizamo had one, Latin History for Morons. I saw that, that one, uh, was it Netflix? Yeah, he killed it. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Ah, I think it was on Netflix. Murdered it. Yeah, he, he ah. killed it. He killed it. He killed it. Saw that live. Yeah, I actually got a chance to talk to him backstage. For I was about like, to ask you that. Any like senior actors give you any like jewels or any directors give you any jewels that stuck with you? Uh, well, John Leguizamo definitely gave me the jewel of, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's like a specific jewel, but to hear it from him mm -hmm. was really special. He just said, perform any and everywhere. If it's, if it's, if it's a closet, perform in the closet and bring people in who haven't seen you. Perform at the drop of a hat anywhere. Get the world to see you. And I was with uh, my man. We were in Long Island at a bar, and he just shouted out to everybody like, "Yo!" I think I mentioned this at the hip hop yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, he just shouted out to everybody like, "Yo!" Pull out your phones. She's about to perform, and I did. And it was awesome. And it was really scary because I'd never done that before. But because John said that, not saying I did it because he said it, I would have, I think I do just about anything that will push me towards my goal, even if I'm afraid to do it. But yes, because he said it, open up my mind to even understand that this is, this is the way to go. It's not just about having like some really super polished theater. It's about getting to the people and performing like right outside, you know? Can't be shy. Y'all hear no. that? up and coming. Yeah, that goes for all artists, music, acting. Everybody. Gotta be ready to go at all times. Makes sense. What kind of roles do you prefer? Like, what, what kind of roles do you prefer? I prefer roles that have uh, as many layers as possible. They're funny. The characters are funny, dramatic. They go to serious emotional places. Roles that have a lot of meat, and I can give them a backstory if they don't even have a backstory, but I can understand, like, oh, this person has, this, when I say layers, this person has been through a lot. And I can see, based off of how it's written, how the character's uh, dialogue is written, the shit they've been through in life. Mm -hmm. I can say, oh, she might have been molested, or she might have uh, never been in a committed relationship, or, you know, just... Do you prefer drama instead of like comedy or horror? Like, you rather do drama? It seems like you could do it all. Yeah. Were you a class clown when you was in school? Like, no. 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 You wasn't shy though. No, I wasn't shy, but I was, well, off and on shy. There were periods of shyness, but no, I wasn't a class clown. But I was, I was the first one to raise my hand, first one to jump up. You know what I mean? Okay. But uh, horror, no, I do not want to. 
That's horror. not my thing. That you shit fucks with my soul. I can't. I can't do that. I can't even watch horror. Would, even you, when would I, you do a movie? Like, let's say you read the script. Right. It's a terrible script, but the pay is good. Absolutely not. You wouldn't? No. I think Samuel did that a lot. And I like Samuel. He's one of my favorites. I think he took some movies he did. I think he just did it for the chat. You it, think so? But he makes he makes like what's great about him is that he'll stand out. Even the film, even if the film is his character shit, will stand out. He's killing it. As long as you can kill. I would love to see you in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Okay, I would do. That. No, I say that because his characters, each movie, all his characters, like they go strong, like they go hard with yeah. whatever they're trying to get across. They say he's doing one more movie. I heard, and that's it. Really? Yeah. After this last movie, they say he got one more. He's doing ten. Then he said after that, he's gonna just be writing books and plays. And Quentin, like you mean? Quentin. Oh, I thought you meant Samuel. I'm like, Quentin, really? Is Quentin, Quentin game? No, 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 yeah, yeah. Quentin. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a dope director. He's one of my favorite directors. You know what I mean? He's amazing, and Samuel L. Jackson and Django. I mean, oh, that was that was classic. Classic. He killed that role. Oh my goodness. But you wouldn't take it for a payday. You wouldn't just take a check. Not a script, terribly. Ri- no. Respect that. Like that. So what do you like better? You like the, the live, the live being live on stage or um, behind the camera, in front of the camera, I should say. Like, what do you prefer? I love them both, but there's nothing like performing live. That automatic reaction that you have from the audience when something just lands so perfectly, mm-hmm. even if you didn't plan it, like, cause you can do all the planning and the rehearsing that you want to do, but it's gonna come out how it's gonna come out on stage in that live moment. And even when you think you mess up or, and you catch it and you're able to, because improv is super important for all actors out there, improv, taking an improv class is super important. Um, So being that I do have that experience, I'm able to like catch any, any mistakes that could possibly happen. And usually those moments are like the best moments uh, done live because people can, whether they see it or not, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, like I rock with you. Like you, you're a true artist because you just rolled with it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, and that instant laugh or that instant cry or that <gasps> it's like, yeah, they they feel me. They feel what's going <laughs> on. They feel us, you know? <laughs> yeah, they feel the energy. That's what's up. So uh right, so let's get into a little hip hop. Since in hip hop we always discuss top five this, top ten this, uh-huh. et cetera. Now they got the top 50 going around and all that. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's too much, yeah. But what's your, what would you, off the top, your personal top five actors of all time? Oh, wow. Who's in your top five? And then I want to know your top five favorite rappers of all time. Okay, I think... What's your personal favorite? It could vary, I'm, you know what I mean? Okay, I really... Don Cheadle. Mm. Uh, Helena Barnum Carter Helena Barnum Carter she's usually in Tim Burton films and uh, usually plays opposite like Johnny Depp and um, uh, Sweeney Todd she's very she's very character-y uh, very different hmm she's Leonardo DiCaprio beast, beast. <laughs> who he's else oh, he's amazing hmm hmm Jesus. Uh, let's, okay, I'll just throw some two more names out that I really, really respect. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, I respect Jeffrey Wright. Uh, he played Peoples and Shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Jeffrey Wright. He's dope. He can, he can go from playing a Spanish dude to 
Like, Martin Luther King. Yeah, Martin Luther King. <laughs> He's sick. And my last. Ooh, this is so super hard. I am probably going to go with. She keeps popping up. So I'm Frances McDormand. She was in um... Fargo. And uh, the most recent one, uh, 10 billboards, the billboard, I'm so, I need to get better at this. <laughs> Frances McDormand is a beast, though. I she think she's such an honor. Fargo's a great film. Great awesome. film. So, yeah, right. I'll go with those guys. All right, so what about rappers now? Let's oh, Lord. Yeah, rappers. My first. Right, so she's from the Bronx, the home of hip-hop. Yes. The birthplace of hip-hop, so. Yes. Uh, not, Okay. These are just rappers that I fell in love with as a kid. Okay. No judgment here. Okay. Nas is my top. <laughs> Everybody know that's my favorite rapper. I didn't, I didn't pay her to say that. Nas is my top. Since I was a little girl, Nas. Uh, who else is insane? Um, I, I'm sorry. I love Jadakiss. <laughs> Jadakiss is great. Uh, Eminem, Jay-Z. And one more. One more. One more. Who do I constantly, constantly listen to? Nas. But uh, <laughs> Nas. Jay, Eminem, Jadakus. I I have to pick someone old school. I'm just gonna go ahead and rock with Rakim. Dope list. <laughs> yeah. That's a dope list. Yeah. Like yeah. That list. That's 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 it. Yep. So I can tell by that list that you the type to listen to the lyrics before beats. Cause some people are more the beats. They don't care what's being said. But everybody you just named is lyrical. Lyrical. Yeah. Lyric, super lyrical. Sometimes when I hear a song for the first time, if the beat is fire, I'm like, ooh. But then I'm like, now nah, you gotta bring it back. I always, we always have to bring it back and like focus on what's being said because of course the beat is super important. Mm -hmm. That's super important. Yeah. But the most important is what's being said. That's what's being fed into your mind. Mm. You can't you can't ignore that. So I know that. you're not impressed with a lot of the new stuff. No. We ain't throwing shade on no, no shade. artists and everything, but I know a lot of the new stuff you're not impressed because there's really no substance. It's it's difficult. I mean I I I appreciate everyone. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's hard for me, you know? I'm, I'm from a different era and it's like, I understand now why people are stuck in their time in terms of like when you see a, a older dude with like cornrows, I get it, he's in that time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it, like you, we think you should let it go even though your hairline is back here. But I get why you're not letting it go, it's because that's, that was your thing. Yeah. That's my thing. Okay. You know what I mean? So I respect what everybody's doing, but no, I'm, I'm a, yeah. That era, mm -hmm. no, no doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, back to acting question real quick. What are, like, what are some of the difficulties you came across in the acting business so far on your journey? Good question. I difficulties. Tried. I'm a fake journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I think the most difficult thing is getting a really big role knowing that it pays a lot of money, reading the script and saying, yo, this is amazing, having quality key actors, producers, and directors on deck, on, on, on like, you know, already signed to, to the production, and you know it, it could be yours, 
but they want you to take your clothes off. Hmm. It's just not me. And no shade, I don't knock anyone for doing that. Hmm. But I, I recently read for a, a role that I, I, I don't want to say any names, but um, <laughs> the, the directions were she gets banged, she, she gets banged from the back vigorously as her breasts knock up against the wall. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I physically cannot do it. I'm gonna be shaking if I even say yes, and then when they tell me to get on all fours, I can't do it. Mm. So I think that's the most difficult thing when it's a juicy role, it's a great role, but then there's that you have to deal with. And I totally get that that's the writer's art, and that's just the art, I get it. Yeah, yeah, just and I, res so. I respect actors who do it, but it's just not my thing. Just like the beginning of power, that was like soft porn. Right. Every every time you look, but then I heard I heard uh, I think it was Angela Bassett that made a, a comment before years ago. Said she would never do like she even offered roles like that. Said she just turned it down. She would never do nothing where she's fully nude or nothing like that. And she's one of the super dope actors of yeah. all time. And, and Viola Davis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's great. Yeah. She's too, yeah. But great. both of them, they uh, they turned down all nudity roles from from what I know. And uh, I'm on that. I'm on that. I'm on that bandwagon. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, would you ever consider or want to get into directing, like behind the camera? Absolutely. You would. Absolutely. If it's a project that uh, I understand the writer's vision, mm -hmm. yes, and I can I can give them what they're looking for and add to it, and whatever I add to it, it it makes their eyes light up and makes the project light up and and just brings more value to the project. One hundred percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like any directors that you like would love to work with in the future that you haven't worked with yet? Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Who else? There's so many. Oh gosh, this is a great question. <laughs> Who else? Oh, Regina King. Mm. She's a, a new, I'm not saying she's a new director, but I know she just recently, from what I know, started directing and she's doing amazing. Regina King. I would, Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. He's a dope director. Super dope. Yeah. Super duper dope. Uh, who else? Denzel. Mm. He's directing. I would love for Denzel to direct me. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. What do you think about rappers getting, in, getting into acting? Like, me personally, I, I, I say if, they, if you're taking it serious, like any art... Like, as long as you're taking it serious, I, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. But then there's some rappers, to me, that just do it for a check, and then you take it away from jobs that, with people that really could act. This is what they do. This is their passion. You're not a good actor. You just got a name, and you get in the role. To me, that's, that's just not right. That's just my personal opinion. What do you think about rappers just because they got a big name, or they get that role in that movie, or they get that role in that show, and they can't act? They're terrible. I strongly believe what's for you is for you. So if they gave a specific actor, uh, sorry, rapper, uh, the role, it was just, it was for that rapper. Mm. It wasn't for anybody else. You understand what I'm saying? Like it, regardless of how shitty they do, it was for them though. It was their time, it was their moment, and this, so fuck it, you gotta let it go, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But yes, I, I do believe in taking the, the craft seriously. I, I would never tell anybody, don't jump into this without studying, unless you feel in your gut that you got it so good 
that you can put yourself in front of that camera, in front of that audience and just give it to them, then go do it. Mm. And then I'm sure eventually you'll pick up uh, jewels and tools along the way to make you an even better actor. But uh, for rappers who don't know shit about acting uh, and don't feel comfortable, jump into a class, bruh. Like jump into, just do whatever you can to make sure you, you, you murder that role. But regardless if you murder the role or not, it was for that rapper. You know mm. what I mean? It was for that whatever other artist that, you know, if, if, if they're not an actor. It was for them. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. And, um, yeah, I got some weak. A question I got. Like a lot of movies, you know the movies that, uh, is always that um, one movie or maybe more than one movie that whenever it comes on, you can watch it a million times. You never get tired of it. Yes. You've seen it a million times. And whenever it comes on, you watch it again. What's, what's yours? Goonies. Goonies? Wow. Goonies. Brock would love that. Brock was it. <laughs> Goonies is classic. Brock, yo, Brock, <laughs> Brock would love that. That's his favorite movie of all time. Uh, that Goonies. That was in my top five, too, actually, Goonies. The Last Dragon. It's very difficult to turn off. The Last Dragon. Uh, what did we watch? The Breakfast Club. Ah. Oh. The Breakfast Club. I just love that movie. I don't know something about the it. The soundtrack. The <laughs> soundtrack pulls you in, yeah. too. The 80s, the music in the 80s and the movies was so inspired. It made you feel like you could do anything. Yeah. The 80s music. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. That's our shit. It's, it's um, the 80s. And it's definitely coming to America. Oh, yeah. I cannot turn off. You see, they're supposed to do a part two. I don't know how. Oh, boy. Oh man! Just I think kill it. Leave it alone. As long as they kill it, I mean, just whatever. I just whatever. You, just kill it, please, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Can't, just don't fuck it up. Uh, man, uh, what do you think about the? Like, I, I know it was a thing when it's like they're sick of these slave movies coming out. Oh my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sick of the slave movies too. <laughs> it's like, can we get more uh, black movies? First of all, another thing is like, it hasn't been to me a lot of good black movies recently, like mm. abundance of it, the way it used to be. Like in the 90s. Yeah, we had the wood. Like the last, I think, in a movie theater, what, like real good, I think, black movie, I could say I was really satisfied with was probably The Best Man Holiday. I thought that was a That was a movie. really dope movie. They didn't movie. mess it up. I thought they might mess it up because there's so many years in between the first Best Man. Yeah. But all these movies is like slave movies. I'm like, what happened to the good quality black cinema, black movies? I, I think it's making a comeback now. I think it's coming back, but I actually was just recently on Instagram and HBO has picked up a comic book. Mm -hmm. Please don't be angry with me because I don't know the name. I was just talking to him about it. It's a comic book with the lead. The lead character is a warrior woman who slays people or men for trafficking young girls but it's a comic book and she's mm. black and she's a warrior woman and it's just super powerful and super dope. And it's going to be a series on HBO. And I think that's magical. That's dope. And I'm so excited about that. And I think if we just give it time, it's, it's going to come back around, but come back around even better. It's going to reinvent itself like 2.0. I hope so. I, it has to. I hope so. It has to. Slave movies. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm done with slavery. I understand. I saw so many. I, mean, I understand. To see, but <laughs> right. Like, they need to see a, a different angle. Like, we, we wasn't born slaves. It wasn't, right. we ain't start off slaves. Right. So why can Hollywood put money behind, I'm pretty sure it's scripts out there where it's showing, like, us as kings and queens, and why everything I'd be a butler, the slave, 12 years a slave, yo, I'm done with that. Like, I'm, after 12 years a slave, I think I was done. 
right. I can't watch another. So it was a great movie, but I was like, I can't watch another. I'm done with it. It bothered me. Like, I'm done. Even though it was a great movie and great acting. I understand. I think I'm just really excited that more black entertainers have more money and they're willing to put their money behind production. So hopefully now when they get that script on their table, they're able to put the funding behind it and not beg or ask anyone to do it for them because we can do it on our own now. Like, like if we had the money, we could just create the film that we want to see and put it on Amazon right now and make the money from it. And if we have the marketing uh, funding for that, even better, then the world would see it. But I think it's gonna change because more of us have resources and money and there are a lot of people who are tired of the exact same thing and we wanna see some powerful, positive stories yeah. because we have so many positive, dope stories. And like you said, story, what Black about Panther. before slavery? Yeah, real stories. Black real Panther was stories. dope, but that was fictional. Everybody got hyped over that. Right. Everybody wanna run out and be pro-black. It was, it was a comic book. It was cool though. It, it, it was, was great. I want to see something real. There's so many real, like you said, real stories that we could put on the big screen. So many black inventors. So many black inventors. That's all I ask for Hollywood. Right. I, mean, I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't asking for Oh, much. but it's coming. It's right, coming. You, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. All right. So <laughs> it's been like, great having you. We're going to wrap. Let everybody know again where they could find. Because I want everybody to see the closet bitch. Okay. Are you going to put that on video? Or are you going to like eventually put that like the, the live show? Absolutely. So could, all right, that'd, that'd be dope. Absolutely. Let them know about the web series where they can see. Okay. What's up, guys? My name is Shauna Solomon, and I have a one-woman web series called The Closet Bitch. You can check that out on YouTube at The Closet Bitch. You can also check me out on Instagram and on Facebook under The Closet Bitch and Shauna Solomon. I also, for up-and-coming actors... I have a book coming out and some courses coming out called The Actor's Hustle. And it's basically a raw version of how you hustle in this business to get to where you want to be, take your career to the next level. And it's all the mistakes I've made paired with all the, the winnings I've had and all the amazing advice I've gotten from industry professionals on how to take your career from point A to point B. And you can find me on Instagram, like I said, at Shauna Solomon or The Closet Bitch. See what it is. Still got the original. <laughs> I got, I got one, one when I went to the show. I was like, nah, she she going places. Like, this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have the autograph. Yeah. So I want you to say on camera now, when you when you get nominated for the Oscar and the Emmy and the Golden Globe, uh -huh, uh -huh, I uh -huh. just need two tickets. I got you. I don't gotta be the front row. I can no. be in the nosebleed. I got you. So you, heard, you heard her right? Yeah. <laughs> and the after party. I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oscars. You can mingle. She she she's she gonna get an Oscar. Thank Golden you. Golden Globe, Emmy, something. Please believe. I'm Thank you, out. guys. I'm putting that out in the air right now. You know what I mean? Positive energy. Put it out in the air. But, uh, yeah, so, and when you win that Oscar, come back to the show, please. Hopefully, you know, you're bigger and she's about to get more upset. Yeah, hopefully, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We all grow. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you say all the time, stay fit and keep it hip-hop.